Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome back to Coffee with Connie. I hope that everyone's having a good day wherever you're listening to this. It is 8.30 in the morning, so definitely drinking some coffee this morning. Got an iced caramel macchiato, and I'm just excited for for today just in general. I have one of my friends that I've known since, like, third grade, so I'm going to have him introduce himself right now. What's up, guys? My name's Luke Macon. That's right, known Connie since we were about eight. Yeah, grew up playing soccer together, indoor soccer. Oh, yeah, those were the days, those man. Were I miss the d- it. Yeah, bro, it was fun. Um, thanks for the coffee this morning, by the way. Yeah, of course. What'd you, what you drinking? Uh, I think I had an iced caramel latte. Word, word. Mm-hmm. What you been up to this summer, just chilling? Because I haven't seen you in probably like a week or two. Yeah, I, uh, I started off, I uh, went down to Florida trying to train for baseball, um, you know, get ready for the upcoming season, and then really just come back and got to make money, you know? Yeah. Uh, inflation running crazy these days, and, uh, you know, money's burning a hole in my pocket, so. Yeah, it's crazy how expensive, like, just like a fast food meal is now. Dude, it I used know. to be like 5 $6, now Dude. I'm paying like 9 10 Bro, cookouts up to, my, my tray last night was like $10. I was like, this is getting ridiculous, man. Y- did you get like a milkshake with it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta treat myself. Yeah, yeah, still, yeah. Used to be 7 bucks back in the day. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, How's life been with you just like recently? Just like. Um, you know, I, I hit a bit of a rough patch, uh, middle of the summer, but, uh, these past couple of weeks definitely been rallying, that's for sure. That's good. That's good so. to hear. Um, I guess we'll just start off with our friendship and how, I guess how long we've known each other and how we've gotten close. So, uh, if you want to start off. Um, yeah, I mean, I know you, uh, alluded to it a bit at the beginning. I remember, uh, playing indoor soccer. I remember, uh getting the text from uh Nick's dad that one day they're like hey we need a goalie for indoor soccer and me I was like I ain't put on them soccer cleats in a couple months but you know and uh you know I'd seen you around you know just living in the neighborhood but I think that was the first time we really like talked and then after that started hanging out and then obviously with Will and you know then going to the same school so it's kind of just grown from there. Yeah, after that, we were kind of just, like, like we just hang out in the neighborhood and just, like, mm-hmm. mess around, hoop, like, yeah. play football. It was that's, fun. Growing yeah. up was fun. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it was back in the days, too. I mean, you know, kids ain't have phones. You just go out, knock on people's doors, you know, and then run around all day. Yeah, do you ever think about that? Like, how, I guess, like, kids growing up now, just, like, they, like, have so much dependence on their phones. Do you think they, like, miss out on, like, a good part? I bet, guys, I guess their childhood. Oh, all the time. I mean, you know, I I run sports camps and give lessons, you know, and um, just every every break kids have, just pulling out their phones, doing something else, wanting to be inside. I mean, you know, if we ever go outside to start the day when it's, you know, this early, ain't even bad out, you know, kids are dreading it. And I'm just like, man, I would have loved this back in my day, you know. You know, we, we'd go out there, start running around, throwing the football, you yeah. know, hooping getting every kid around i mean those those really were the days and i i feel like i feel like these kids will you know come to regret it when they're older getting too technology dependent yeah i i completely agree i feel like especially us now that we've grown up and like now that we are more dependent on things like cell phones i think we're gonna look back in like 10 15 years and be like man i like wasted like my whole life on mm-hmm. this yeah. like I guess, like, I'm not I'm not a huge social media guy in general just because, like, I think it's just, I just see myself, like, having too many comparisons on it, and I just, like, 
I don't really like it that much. Yeah, I try to stay off it. What yeah. do you think about it? I mean, I uh, I appreciate social media for keeping up with people that you know I don't necessarily see. Yeah. We were talking about this beforehand. I just went and golfed with um, a kid I ain't seen in probably five years uh, around that, and it was just because you know he texted me on Snap for my birthday or something. Completely forgot about him, and you know I had a great time yesterday. So that's what I appreciate it for. I don't appreciate it for you know the people trying to show themselves off you know everyone knows social media isn't real sometimes people forget but personally i i appreciate it for sports and just keeping up with people you don't see every day you know yeah i agree just like keeping up with i guess just like high school friends that you don't really talk to anymore mm-hmm. but yeah the thing with social media is like i feel like everyone's just showing you what like they want you to see on social media it's never really like a genuine thing you know yeah they're they're just trying to get you to see the best version of themselves and you know, like, I, I understand a part of it, um, and that's just the way the world moves. But, um, yeah, man, I, I feel like any people struggling with that stuff, it's just you got to remember, like, that's it's never as good as it seems, you know? Yeah, I know. People have the peaks and they have the valleys, but they don't want to show you the valleys. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. Um, I guess getting a bit deeper, uh, let's, like, talk about high school friendships and looking back on them and seeing, I guess, your growth since then? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I think mentally I was prepared to lose a lot of friends coming out of high school because you, like, you don't realize how many people you're close with just because you see them every day. Um, you know, I, I've still kept kept close with, uh, you know, a few people I've known for longer, like you or, um, you know, Carson Reed or someone like that. But, um, I mean, it, it's... It's really weird, though, because, you know, it's, it's like now in a year's time, you're kind of strangers with everybody. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the way life goes. You know, people go on their own paths, make their own friends. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's something nice to look back on. You're just you're not as close as you might have been. But um, unfortunately, that's life, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like in high school, I think I was a bit more immature with that. And I was like. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, like, keep all these friendships, yeah. but it's, like, mm-hmm. that just doesn't happen. Like, nah. people go their separate ways, exactly. and the people you truly, like, open up with and you actually know, that's who you keep, and it's, mm-hmm. I don't, I wouldn't say it's, like, a lot of people. It's just, like, a select few that you kind of, like, yeah. live life with. I will say, though, you know, those kids that you work close with are, like, you know, kids I played football or baseball with. It's just, you know, it's cool to see guys, um, you know, move on and see where they're going and just experiencing different things and, um, you know, whenever you do run into them, you know, that one time during the summer, you, know, you end up with those two, three hour long conversations and just looking back on what happened and where you've been now. I think those are pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool to see how everyone like finds themselves and then like mm-hmm. you can have a conversation about yeah. it and be like them not necessarily being in your life, but like you still like being like proud of like what they're doing. So yeah, of course. I definitely agree with that. Of course. Yeah. Just looking back on that, how important was like high school sports for you? Because. For me, like I played soccer for a little bit, but I wasn't super involved. But you were like, you were like baseball, football. You ever, you ever try out for basketball? Nah, you did. I, I was told I should have, but um, I actually was my senior. I was going to my senior year, but um, if you remember, they you kind of jumbled up all the sports together. Yeah, so been playing football, basketball, baseball on top of each other. If I were to make the team, then again, who who wants a six foot white guy? <laughs> <laughs> white chocolate. Oh yeah, um, dude, you could have hooped senior year. Like you could, I, you sure. definitely could have. 
It, it would have been close, that's for sure. But yeah. um, yeah, I mean, high school sports that was a really big part of uh, high school for me. I I feel like that's where I gained popularity, um, and a reputation, and you know, for good, bad, or whatever. It uh, it's also where I met most of my friends along the way, because um, you know that the bond that you build with people that you know, like in football, you grind through the summer with at six a.m.s. Um, it's a special kind of bond because y'all been through hell and back. Um, and it's you know, it was just the times of our lives, you know. Um, I think with baseball, it uh. It was fun, man. We we had a really good team senior year, and um, we uh, fell up short of expectations. But I feel like that, and I struggled with that loss a lot. I'm um, getting upset in the first round of the playoffs, but uh, I feel like you know it just it, it teaches you lessons. Like you can never overlook an opponent. You know, as as sure as something seems, it's never certain. So it's just important because of the lessons you take away from it. You know, I'm look. There's a one percent chance I ever play baseball to make money but the lessons I take away from it are priceless so. yeah so I guess would you say that like baseball had like a bigger impact on you like the like I guess just the friendships and connections you made through baseball mm-hmm. would you say that was like better than football I would say it's two different things I think football um you know I went in there with really not much desire to play college football I was always a smaller kid and um you know football it Plain and simple, it builds toughness and toughness that, you know, transition to baseball, transition to, you know, whatever job I do, whatever, you know, whatever I have to do that I don't like, you know, the toughness I helped in football helps me get through that, as I'm sure everyone else that's ever played can tell you. Um, and then just, you know, relying on people, you know, building a culture. I would say the biggest thing is, um, you know, having a having a shortened senior season and having to really come together as a family that much quicker. You know, we we had our first practice in February two day or two weeks before our first game. I mean, you really had to come together as a locker room fairly quickly. So that just putting aside your differences. You know, doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, and really just accepting everyone into a brotherhood. That. I take that away from football and baseball. I take away the, uh, you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Because I, I was never the most talented, but I always prided myself in working hard, something I took away from football. Um, and, yeah, man, it's baseball, baseball was some fun times. Because I, I feel like there I played with a lot of kids I grew up with. Yeah, like, like Jack. With. Yeah, like Jack, Lucas, Kolchev. I mean, those are kids I've played with since I was like 10 years old. So just kind of, you know, putting it all together and seeing that in its final form and how successful we were, that was pretty cool to see. That's cool, too. Um, And I guess, like, I just with, like, with struggles in general, like in high school, were sports like an outlet for you that you could, like, kind of just focus on that and, like, kind of forget about? Mm-hmm. I guess, like, if you were going through a tough time. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I was uh, I was fortunate enough. I really didn't. Thinking back, I, I can't really remember many tough times. Um, but, you know, whatever was going on or, you know, getting pissed off or whatever. Um, sports, definitely football was an outlet. You know, you can go out there, hit somebody in the face, and, uh, you know, people cheer you on for it. Um, 
But yeah, sports sports 100 percent is an outlet. I'll you know I'll go out and throw if I'm having a bad day. Or just you know meet up with you know Jack or Ian or someone and um, you know toss and really just take my mind off things and you know work on my goals and uh, that's a lot of fun. Or you know from then go hit the weight room or something and uh, you know you really you know take your mind off things for a couple hours come back feeling refreshed so 100 percent it's an outlet i got you and i guess just like moving forward with that as we go past like the high school topics so college experience we can talk about both of ours but i guess talk about playing baseball last year at guilford tech and um just how it was like how your experience was there yeah so uh for those of you that don't know, went to uh, Guilford Tech out in Greensboro, um, and to say we had a rough year was a bit of an understatement. I believe we went 12 and 34. Uh, don't quote me on that, but uh, it's it was about as bad as it seemed. Um, we had a good fall, didn't play anybody, but we uh, it really seemed like we had a strong team. Um, and then, you know, we got to the spring, started off on the wrong foot, and it was just, you know, a downhill slide. Um, kind of just like a snowball effect. Um, started blowing some games. And, uh, I mean, I know myself personally, I, I really struggled um, at the plate hitting the ball. And I know I got my own head and I really, you know, got in a bad head space, wasn't confident in myself. And one of the first times I was like, man, like, this baseball stuff ain't for me. Um, and then I uh, I got a bigger role pitching, became um, one of our weekend starters as, a, you know, an 18-year-old freshman, which was a pretty big deal, and um, held my own against a number of guys that uh, transferred to D1 school. So um, the second half of the season really helped pick myself up. Um, as far as going to a community college goes, man, it's – it really is what you make it. Yeah, I was uh, going to say. It, it really is because, like, you know, in, in the fall, I uh, I spent a lot of time going to other places, going to Chapel Hill, going to Boone, um, you know, going to Charlotte, concerts, back home, wherever. Didn't really embrace the situation I was in, and I was just like, man, I got to suffer through this, just, you know, keep pushing. And then in the spring, when it was just us, you know, when every weekend you're up at 7 a.m. driving all over the state, um, to go play and you really start bonding with these guys and you find out how cool they are like that's that was my biggest regret is not you know really hanging out with the guys as soon as day one hit in the fall because come the end of it you know we were uh, watching baseball when the season started back up watching the NFL draft having parties I mean those are those are the best guys I've ever played with and they come from all over so you know you learn about their struggles and their experiences and you know, it didn't matter, you know, white, black, Mexican, Puerto Rican. We we had it all. We had kids that don't, didn't speak English. Yeah, did um, you have, like, a lot of foreign people? Because I think, like, at community college and just, like, I'd say, like, D2 or D3s in general for soccer, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, foreign Yeah, we, guys. we had probably, uh, say, like, three or four kids that were from uh, Puerto Rico, the Dominican, or Mexico probably had like eight on our team that spoke Spanish, including one of our coaches. But I mean, it, it really just didn't matter. I mean, you were hanging out with kids that you never thought you'd hang out with. Um, and they're guy, they're a fun group of guys. They just, when everyone understands the situation you're in, you're like, man, like, you know, let's just have fun. Like we're all here for the same reason. You know, 
just hang out, have fun. Um, that's really when it's the best time because those those last couple weeks, um, we had a we had a draft watch party, and then right after that, we were, I guess just hanging out because we knew the end of the season was coming. I mean, that was really the most fun I had my freshman year of college. So I, you know, for anyone listening that's in a similar situation, you know, embrace your situation, make friends, hang out with people. Um, cause I, I can almost guarantee you they're a lot cooler than you think you are and you'll gel with them. And it, you know, it doesn't matter how dissimilar you might think they are. Everyone's got a story. Everyone's got an experience. You know, you'll gel. Yeah, no, I think, I think people forget about that just in general. Like, you can have great players on a team, but if the chemistry's not there, mm-hmm. like, it's not going to work out. But it's cool that you were able to, like, have, like, that those connections with your teammates. Yeah, I feel like that was part of the problem. Like, you know, we, we gelled a bit, but not completely as a team. You know, we still had kids that, you know, didn't really like other kids for whatever reason. Um, and then it, you could definitely tell the last month of the season, you know, we truly became one and uh you know we we upset the number two team in the country we just started winning more games and it was finally like getting the frustration out like this is how we should have started the season you know by then too little too late but you know you take your losses and you move on I learned a lot um I'm sure everyone else did and um yeah so now I'm uh moving on to uh Caldwell Tech out in uh Hudson, North Carolina, about 20 minutes north of Hickory. So they uh, went to the JUCO World Series last year, so I'm excited to get started with them in a couple weeks. Where did that uh, transfer come out of? Was that something like in the winter that the coach reached out, or was it something like just recent? Yeah, it was uh, It was in the summer. I was um, I was deciding which direction to move. Um, you know, the, the coaching staff at Guilford Tech helped me out a lot. They... Uh, they reached out to me late after I had decommitted from Barton, and uh, I was needing a place to go. Uh, my buddy Ian Faulkner was going there, and um, you know their coach took me in at a at a moment's notice. I really appreciate that, but um, I felt like I wanted a bigger stage and a more uh, a team with a more successful pedigree to play on, where coaches will um, you know continually follow them around game to game. Um, so, you know, as I, as I improve on myself, I got coaches every game to, um, you know, track my progress and hopefully get me going somewhere. So, um, you know, it, it's a bit out in the sticks, but, uh, I'm a country boy, so I can deal with it, you know? Yeah. So you're looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it, man. That's good, bro. And, and, and knowing what I now know after a year at Guilford Tech, you know, I, at first, I would have been like, ooh, this place is out in the sticks. I don't really know about this. It'll be boring there. But, man, I got 40 other guys in the same situation. There's got to be a couple I like, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> I'm sure I'll love all of them, but, you know, because everyone's there in the same situation. Have you been to, like, team things yet there? No, no, not yet. Um, I visited once or twice, met a couple of the guys, but uh, we kick off August 17th. That's, so. com- that's coming up quick. Oh, yeah, it yeah. is. Yep. So is this a place that you think you'd stay, like, multiple years at? Or so, you just haven't figured it out yet? Yeah, I only have one more year of junior college eligibility. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't redshirt, so I'm going to be a uh, – I turned 19 last week, true sophomore. Um, I was looking to redshirt somewhere just get another year of experience under my belt with uh, the COVID year that the NCAA gave all athletes in um, 2020. 
Yeah, I was facing kids that were, you know, 22 in junior college, you know, and I'm 18. So I was looking for another redshirt year. But at the same time, I'm like, man, if a coach thinks I can play, you know, I think I could play. So um, only one more year of eligibility. Um, you know, hopefully I stay healthy enough to play and uh, go compete for another championship. And then after that, you know, looking at four years, just assessing my future. Um, you Going know. to UNC? <laughs> Man, tell uh, tell Coach Fox over there to throw me an offer, and, you know, I might pay him for, to have me come. Yeah, dude, that, that'd be great. And the baseball team is nice, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, we did kind of sell against Arkansas, but yeah. they're good. They went to the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that, that'd be the dream. Yeah. Yeah, you know me, though, Carolina boy. I was Carolina before... Carolina boy before you were a Carolina boy. I was not. I was a state boy, bro. Yeah. I, I got you moved to the dark side, man. Yeah. I love the dark side, though. It's good <laughs> being the villain. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, you were a Carolina fan my whole life. I was a state fan my whole life. Like, always beefed about yep. that. And, and then I got... You, then one day you had to flip, man. I, I was like, I welcomed you with open arms. See, the thing <laughs> was, like, I got there and it was, like, so instant. I was like, yeah, I'm not a state fan yep, anymore. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it, especially so, this past year. So uh, why don't you speak a bit on your college experience? Cause I'm sure it was a a bit different than mine. Yeah, I was going to say, like, community college and obviously UNC, a big difference. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, like, I think there's benefits and drawbacks to that, though. So I definitely had a huge, like, social experience in college just with, like, just doing stuff on the weekends with my friends and, like, being involved in a fraternity and all that stuff, so... I definitely met some cool people, but I'd say academically I was struggling first semester a lot just because I guess what people don't tell you about college is, like, the independence you have is insane. It's, like, time management's key, and I just, like, I wasn't being smart with my time and, like, my decisions. So Mm -hmm. my grades definitely slipped first semester, but overall UNC was good for my first year. Like, I liked it a lot, and it was cool, like, being in that atmosphere, especially with, like, a great, like, football team and a great basketball team. Mm Mm-hmm all that but um I think just in general like now that I've kind of like grown up a bit and like I'm not really focused on I don't know past things that used to like fulfill me when I go back I know that I can get like distracted super easily just like by being around there and so I guess like the thing when I go back is that I'm really just focused on like I don't know like to keeping like bettering myself because for a long time like first and second semester I was just in like a like a weird time, dude. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I mean it's going it's going well so far. This mm-hmm. summer's been really good to me, but I'm excited to get back just to like go like back to school and like start learning again. Like yeah. I really like, you know, like growing and all that. So of course. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean I am sure it's a big culture shock. You know, wherever you go it's uh it's probably a bit different than growing up in Wake Forest, North Carolina. That's oh, for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, man, that's that's awesome. We'll yeah. have you over for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. You co- you coming down for some football dude, games? A hundred. Hey, you know me, man. Yeah, dude. I might go up to um to ECU to see the ECU state game. Ooh, that'd be that'd be, that'd be, good, that'd be one. a good one. If ECU wins, just root for a tie. Yeah, yeah. I might have to. <laughs> um, yeah, man. That's awesome. I mean, you know, that's that's the biggest part of college, man. No matter where you are, you're on your own. I mean, hell, I was I was living in an apartment this uh, past year. You know, just like any other working adult. And, uh, you know, learning to cook, clean, really, you know, hold yourself accountable, 100% was a culture shock. So um, I had nowhere near the academic rigor that you had, so I can only imagine what that was like. 
It was ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am sure it was, man. Community college. Um, you know, I doesn't matter what anyone else will say to you to help buff the reputation. Easier than high school, man. And I mean that so Quizlet, literally. Quizlet all day? It was just it was just simple stuff, man. Like, you know, taking English is like, you know, freshman year English. You know, learning about, like, you know, how to find the theme and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what, man? I guess I'm here. I'm here uh, majoring in baseball. So <laughs> Yeah, I came here to play hey, Anybody out there listening, you know, you don't want to go to a four-year. You want to get your academics out the way early, get out your gen eds. I mean, go to a community college. Yeah, it's, it's, it's there's so a ton smart. of connections there. Um, school's not too hard. And uh, they they can help you get set up with a career. It's it's really a good opportunity. Yeah, no, like it's Wake Wake Tech is great, dude. Mm-hmm. You will have little to no debt. Exactly. And now, like after my four years, I will like be like hundred sixty thousand in debt. Like it's like tuition is just ridiculous and yeah. just being there. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I know when I was there. Um, I mean, the school will literally send you checks if they have more money than accounted for because they get funded by the state, and uh, they operate pretty much as a non-profit so they will send you money back if they overcharge them i think i got my entire schooling paid for between a baseball scholarship and just checks they sent back from overcharging students i mean you know it's community college isn't for everyone four years aren't for everyone you know look into a trade whatever you want don't have to follow the crowd that's for sure i know um making that decision out of high school you know to go to a junior college when i had you know almost all of my friends going to Carolina, you know, and yeah. I knew I knew I was one of the biggest Carolina fans growing up. It it hurt a bit, but I knew I had a good crowd there that would accept me at any moment. Um so I mean, it was at the end of the day, got to follow my heart and take a gamble. That's it. I, yeah, 100%. I'll always bet on myself. Um you know, and I I know I got people to support me. I know I got people, you know, at Carolina, we'll still, you know, live it up like we're still in high school. So, um yeah, man, it's yeah, you know you're welcome to come through anytime. Yeah, of course. You have like all your friends, like like it's exactly. like my whole fraternity is basically like the high school guys. Exactly. Yep. Carson Reed, all of them. Mm. Um, I guess just with community college in general, and now transferring to a JUCO, I guess this is kind of like a deeper question: is like, have you ever felt like super lonely and like without direction while you were, I guess, playing baseball in college? And not only that, just like being at just a smaller school in general. Yeah, I um. I can think of two times where I felt extremely lonely um, and just flat out hated the place. Um, first time was, was two weeks after the fall semester started. Brand new college kids, still you know getting on my feet, um, you know trying to make a good impression for the coaches. Um, I got COVID, and. I was in my bed. I didn't leave my apartment for two weeks. I was in my bed every single day. I had no energy, couldn't move. I didn't eat for five days at one point. Um, just absolutely whooped my ass. I lost 25 pounds. 25? I went from 200 to 175. Oh, um, my god! I missed a Riley Green concert, my favorite artist, and I missed a Luke Combs concert at App State. Um I remember watching the Carolina Virginia Tech game. That was when they. That was then. Yeah, when they lost um, to open up the season. Yeah, I remember. I was just going. I was like hallucinating that game. I was just going in and out, trying to pay attention, you know. And thank God it was a boring game. It was easy to fall asleep to. But uh, 
that was that was really tough um you know obviously you don't have your parents there to take care of you and it it really whooped my ass like i i was i was honestly floored by how bad it did me um so you got like bad symptoms of it yeah i was you know throwing up fever headache chills um like i said excessive weight loss didn't eat much at all um, I can't believe the weight loss. Like that's yeah, that's no, honestly was, like unhealthy. Like that's it, crazy. It took me about three months to put it back on. Yep, to put it back on. That's so annoying because like me and you both like we've been in the gym when that yeah. when that shit happens. It's especially, just demoralizing. Yeah, especially for me because like I was coming in and um, I had shown well at our first two weeks of practice as a corner infield and on the mound, um, and losing just all that strength. I mean, I remember taking my shirt off and looking in the mirror. I was like, dude, I look like a skeleton. Like, I didn't recognize myself. I was pale from head to toe. I mean, I'm already pale, but even more if you could imagine it. Um, just looking in the mirror, and I was like, dude. Like, I was I was sick. Um, and, you know, thank God I had my parents getting me, uh, sending me groceries and stuff. Um, and just people looking out for me. My coach went out and got a couple things for me once. Um, so I'm I'm thankful for that, but... Those two weeks, it was, you know, obviously the sickness sucked um, and just trying to get over that, but also how demoralizing it was, you know, missing two weeks of ball, getting back there. Everyone already forgot about you. Everyone thought you quit. Um, And then getting back there and really just struggling, like everything felt foreign. You know, I I get out there, we're just doing warm-ups, you know, a little jog to center field, and I come back and I'm winded. And, you know, I have the coach talking to me. He's like, dude, he was like, you don't look good. I was like, I feel terrible. You know, I've lost 25 pounds. I'm a shell of what I used to be. Um, that was really tough because I just got I got shot all the way to the bottom of the depth chart and just had to crawl myself back up again. So it, it took a big toll on your confidence, I'm assuming. A hundred. It was, yeah, it was just frustrating because I grinded all summer. I was, I was easily in the best shape of my life. Um, and... You know, I was lifting a bunch of weight. I had gotten faster, hitting the ball hard, um, and then just, yeah, it was gone. It was, I hadn't swung a bat in two weeks. I remember my first round of BP after that, and I swung and missed at the first three, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And it was just every day after practice, just grinding for hours, going to the weight room, trying to do whatever I can to put it back on. I mean, it was, it was tough, and it really tested my confidence and tested my faith because I was like, you know, talk about the worst timing ever um just trying to move on from that and you know thankfully I had coaches that worked with me in the fall and uh you know helped me get back to where I was right as the fall season ended and then you know push on through the winter and just start to build from there I got back from it but that time was definitely trying um I just I felt like I didn't have anyone there for me it was lonely for two weeks um and just it was the sickness that got me down and then everything that I knew was coming after that. Like having to go back out there and I was like, dude, like people are going to forget who I am. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be anywhere close to in shape as you know, where I was two weeks ago. So that, that part was equally as demoralizing. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's tough just mm-hmm. in general, like going through that, getting there, losing all that weight. Yep. And then, like, having to, like, earn your way back mm-hmm. up. And, yeah, that was, um, that was real tough. especially because you said you didn't eat for five days, right? 
Yeah, there was a point I didn't eat for five days. So that must have just completely thrown off, like, your eating schedule. Yeah. Like, I, were you able to eat after that? After that, like, because I, I don't know how true this is. I heard it somewhere, but, you know, if it's true, it makes complete sense for my situation. Like, the more or less you eat, your stomach kind of shrinks and grows. Yeah, I agree. My stomach must have been, you know, the smallest it's ever been. Um, when I started eating again, I would eat, like half of a peanut butter and jelly be completely full after that so it was like like eating any more after that would just make me nauseous like so, so to the point where you like could throw up like i was eating too much yeah to the point where like if i tried to have like a whole sandwich um you know right after i got sick it was to the point where i felt like i could throw up and it was it was That's bad wild. um yeah that was that was a tough time man i loved to eat and that really sucked and then it was just you know, putting weight back on is just eating more and more and more to fuel your body, and I just, I couldn't, nothing. like, it was just a process, and having to, you know, stick with it, and, you know, uh, fight through it really was tough, 100%. Yeah. Um, I guess just with, like, that, like, just struggle in general, who helps you out in those moments where, you know, life is kind of kicking your ass, and, like, you're just trying to figure it out? Yeah, I mean, it's, um... I feel like it's someone different every time. You know, I could sit here and easily say my parents. My parents are always there for me. Um, you know, my dad drove uh, an hour 40 out to my apartment to bring me groceries and stuff. Um, and, you know, just to try and take care of me. And, um, you know, that means the world to me. But I know they're not going to be there every time. Um, I mean, at the time, I had my girlfriend there, you know, trying to help me out. And that was great. I had uh, my roommate who was uh, the first one sick with COVID, trying to help me out the way I was helping him out before I got sick. Um, so that meant a lot. But in that time, you know, really just, you know, I was like, God, like, I need to get my strength back. Like, this this yeah. is really, like, I don't know what you're doing here, but I, you know, I feel like this might be it, man. Like, I was like, you want me to quit baseball this much? Like, because I'll tell you, that first month back, you know, we would have conditioning tests every week, and I, God, uh, it was just, you know, it's like walking up the stairs and you're out of breath. Like, yeah. it was just, yeah. it really tried your face. So it was just certain people here and there, uh, more as of late, friends that I've been home with talking uh, or hanging out with, uh, getting back from school, like you or Will or um, going to see JQ or Miss Ash. They've helped me out a lot recently. They're the best. They're the mm-hmm. best. And just you know, my my parents understand it's been a it's been a tough time for our family lately. Um, I lost my uncle a month ago, and then both my parents have been in and out of the hospital lately with health issues. Um, and then one of my old football coaches just died, Charles Johnson. Charles Johnson, yeah, yeah. He um, that one really hurt because it was just you know icing on the cake. Um, just you know, right when you thought you hit your lowest point, you figure I can go lower. So that. That really, really sucks. So, you know, just trying to rally as a family was hard to do. But um, I think two weeks ago from tomorrow would be when I went to see JQ and Miss Ash when you told uh-huh. me about that. Yeah. Um, and the conversation I had with them was was awesome. It, uh, it really uplifted me. Um, JQ actually sent me a Bible quote. Let me uh, try to find it. It's, it's my uh, lock screen now. 
and every time I turn on my phone, I just I have to read it. It uh, I I don't know what exactly it is. It just it lifts me up a bit, you know. Yeah, he man. sent me um, James uh one two through eight. He uh, it says consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. That that first line. Yeah. Is really what means a lot to me. Just because I, I never really experienced bad times. I never experienced death in the family, um, of that portion, um, and yeah, something that just hit that close to home. Um, I mean, my my uncle had cancer. He beat it once. Uh, I came back, and then it was like, as soon as it came back, like it was aggressive. Like mm-hmm. in the past six months, I saw him at Christmas time. Um, and that was like right when it first came back and it was just, it was a weird vibe in the air. Like everyone kind of knew this might be it for him. Like that's, uh, we, he lived in Florida. We never went down to Florida until that Christmas. You kind of knew something was up, but you're never prepared until it truly happens. Yeah. That's the hardest thing with loss. Cause like, especially when you know it's coming, it's just mm-hmm. like counting down the days, you yeah. know? And like just in trying to have people be realistic with you, like, um, I just remember talking with my dad in that time, and I was like, you know, how long do you think he's got? Because when we were in Florida, um, that's when it happened. And I remember we uh, we took an extra two days out of our trip. We were by, over by Tampa, and we drove over to uh, – he lived in uh, Deerfield Beach, which is just north of Fort Lauderdale. Um, and I remember that entire week I was like – dad like we we can't be this close to him you know and uh not have you go see him so i remember waking up that morning and he was like they lost him overnight and uh that that was tough man going that was our the last day i was in florida last day training and i just i'd i'd wanted no part of it you know yeah Uh, the last thing i wanted to do was think about baseball you know i wanted to be there with my family um and so just in, in those times, thinking a lot of, you know, why God, like, he was a good man. He went through a lot. Um, you know, he was, he was a police officer. He served his community and, um, you know, taking him away, that, that didn't really make a lot of sense to me. And then it was, you know, get home, parents in the hospital. Uh, I had almost a three-year relationship ended, so, you know, the person I wanted to talk to about all this that helped get my mind off things was gone um and then yeah like I said old football coach died and it was just like man like yeah dude it doesn't get much worse than this so I I mean I I thank you for you know sending me to JQ and Miss Ash that night and I mean I I know I can always go to them um they always say the right thing yeah like when you need to hear it that night helped me out a lot it was just it was stress-free um I sat there and talked to them for an hour or two, maybe. Um, and they told me what I needed to hear. They encouraged me. They lifted me up. And um, I thank them so much for that. I mean, they're, yeah. they're amazing people. I guess just, like, because we're both believers. And even though this podcast isn't geared towards, like, just, like, Christianity, like, I want us to be, like, different people and have different perspectives. But, like, I know, like, we've, like, gone to, like, snack and, like, Bible studies throughout high school. Yeah. Um, 
I guess when these roadblocks happen, what are like, like, do you just like question what God's doing? Because like there are a lot of times when I'd say like most of my adversity happened in middle school, just like with Mm -hmm. my whole parents and all that. And it hasn't been too bad as of late. But um, when those moments happen, I definitely find myself questioning God and like, you you sure, God, like, are you sure this is the way you want me to go? Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, Yeah, I just I sit there and think sometimes I'm like. Man, like, you know, you're putting me through it, um, and, you know, for whatever reason, you've you've chosen me to overcome this, you know, and I'll overcome it. It won't be easy, but, um, I mean, I just, I just got to sit there and trust them, you know. I've, I'd say in the past year, man, it's uh, been filled with ups and downs, for sure, um, and, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to keep moving forward, and, you know, you got to know that, um, you know, the, the setback, you know, while it may suck, the comeback will always be greater. hundred so percent. That's, that's what I believe in. His plan um, is greater. Exactly. I think. Yeah. So just like, like I said, just, you know, take one step back, two steps forward. That's, that's all, that's all I could think of in that time. That's what, uh, JQ and Miss Ash helped put in my mind. And, and I mean, it's helped me out. I, I felt great ever since. Um, so yeah, these past two weeks i felt like a different person so that's good bro that's good mm-hmm. that yeah i'm glad you go went to go talk to them because they are the best mm-hmm. and was scott there did you talk yeah, to scott? Scott was there. I, I talked with scott that's good um he he had some stuff to share um you know just help me um because look he'd been through a lot he talked about his um his back surgery yeah and he was like he said he wasn't ever scared, but there was a little doubt in his, you know, in the back of your mind whenever you face a serious health situation like that. And he said he was nothing like his parents, and I, I can't ever imagine the situation that uh, Miss Ash and JQ were feeling. But I remember they uh, they were talking about that stuff, and um, just when they put it in perspective, I was like, man, my stuff doesn't seem all that bad. And everyone's fighting their own battles, you know, whatever's going on in your world. Um, whatever's getting you down like it is serious you know and talk to people you know go find your jq or miss ash yeah you need to and um you know they they'll have great stuff to share um and that it was funny because that was the first time i'd seen scott in almost two years he's grown um, up now bro dude he's, he's a lot more mature it's changed. crazy yeah, it's, it was same good with to will mm-hmm. yeah. it was good to see him but um yeah just it was funny what, what scott said in that time I was like, first off, that's the most mature thing I've ever heard you say. Um, and it was just, it was what I needed to hear. Cause like, I just, I like to have things put in perspective, you know, everyone can, uh, you know, sit here and complain about their situation and what's going on and, um, something that, you know, will just help you remind that no matter what's going on in your world, um, there's always people less fortunate. I mean, just think about people in third world countries. Right. I think about it, I'm like, man, I could be there, you know, um, but I'm here, you know, in America, and, you know, I've, uh, I'm fortunate to have, you know, family and friends that care about me, and, um, you know, everyone, like I said, everyone fights their own battles, you just gotta keep moving forward. 100%. And those, uh, and those people surely help you out. Yeah, I've got, I've got a, yeah, this has been a great combo so far, I've got a couple more questions, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go grab my laptop charger, and I'll be back in like 10 seconds, because... If this dies, I'm going to be so pissed off. So, <laughs> All right. You can talk about the Jets or whatever. I'll be back literally All in right. like 10. All right, let me spit real quick. So, um, yeah, for any of y'all sports fans out there, 
I'm a New York sports fan. Uh, Jets, Yankees, Rangers. Um, the Jets this year. Uh, Zach Wilson's taking us to the promised land. Um, y'all heard about him and his mom's friend. I mean, you just you can't write a legend any better than that. Uh, we got Garrett Wilson on offense. Elijah Moore breakout season. Got Brees Hall winning offensive rookie of the year. Y'all ready, man? I'm not saying we're making the playoffs this year. All I'm saying is uh, we're we're coming different, man. No more rollover games. Game of the year is going to be week four at Pittsburgh. We're beating the Steelers. I love Mitch Trubisky, but uh, I'm sorry, man. Zach Wilson's going to sun him. Um, As for the Yankees go, y'all saw those deadline acquisitions. Um. I, I hate the haul that they gave up for Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino. I, I love J.P. Sears, love Ken Waldachuk. Um, I just got to hope Montas, you know, remains in form because the last pitcher we got from the A's didn't work out all too well. <coughs> Sonny Gray. So, um, yeah, man, and if the Yanks can beat the Astros, they're world champs. But the Astros scare me. And uh, one last thing on the Rangers. Um, Stanley Cup or bust next year. We own the Hurricanes. Um, so also on the Penguins. Yeah. Oh, and, <laughs> so, and we own the Penguins. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm living large in Hockey Town, NC. But uh, yeah, man, Stanley Cup or bust. Oh, and uh, Carolina football. My prediction this year: eight and four. Let's go. Let's eight, go. Eight and four. Um, it just depends on the quarterback situation. I'm Team Drake May. Drake May all day. Um, eight and four. And I mean, Carolina basketball, Hey, last time we lost in a natty came back next year, won it. Y'all already you know, know my prediction. bro, you know, we coming back. Um, team's going to be absolutely insane next year. Yep. Um, I walked downstairs after grabbing my laptop charger and I just hear <laughs> New York Jets playoffs. And I was like, cap. Hey, I said we weren't making the playoffs, but I said we're coming different. We are, we're going to be competitive. We got a good roster. Um, it, you know, you put us in the NFC East instead of the AFC East because, you know, AFC's AFC, gauntlet. Yeah. You put us in the NFC East, man. We're the AFC just in record. general, bro. It, it is. The North, the it's West. Tough. The NFC is just dog. Hey, hey. Welcome to last hey. place in your division. Welcome hey. to last place. Hey, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We'll have, we'll have, I'd say six wins. Ooh, six wins. Six one of those aren't. One of those ain't going to be against the Jets, though. We got to watch that game together. Yeah, we do. When mm-hmm. is it? Week four? October 2nd. I was already looking at tickets. I'm going to the Panthers Steelers game in December. I'm excited for that. Mm. Excited to see Baker. Yeah, excited <laughs> to see Baker on the Steelers once again. No, that's yeah. not true. Yeah. Baker owns first Baker, Browns not play- last year. First Browns playoff win in like 20 years and he whoops the Steelers tail. Baker owns- Baker owns the Steelers but Big Ben owns Lamar 3 and 0 against them. Well, Big Ben's not in the league and anyway. hey, you better hope Mitch owns Lamar. Kenny's going to own Lamar. <laughs> hey, you be seeing them at training camp? Man, they're looking too hot. I love Kenny. Small hands, big guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're big sports guys, so just like get into that. Like we could talk about sports all day. Oh yeah. Um. I guess where we were headed before, just talking about like JQ and like relationships and all that. So we both just got out of out of um pretty serious relationships. Yours a lot longer than mine. Yours is around what three years? Yeah, it was coming up on three. Oh yeah, mine was like nine months, so like nothing, nothing compared to that. But I guess how has the healing process been? Getting over that and trying to move forward, and I guess are there times where, I think with anything past like five, six months, like you get super attached to someone. Um, how has that like attachment issue been hard after like so long of being like together? Oh uh, yeah, I mean you know. 
I understand, you know, people move in uh, their separate directions. Um, you know, things change. You go to school. I, I completely get it. Um, but, yeah, the attachment issue is tough. I mean, you just you lose someone that's always been there for you that you talk to about anything. Um, so, yeah, of course that's tough. And just you, you get so used to that lifestyle, you know, um, of having someone there for you. You can always talk to about stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been tough. But, uh, you know, just keeping your head up and uh, you know, moving forward. And, you know, now I got time to hang out with friends and, uh, you know, enjoy the summer before it's over. So, I mean, yeah, it's um, it was tough. But, yeah, man, just uh, keep moving forward, you know. Some things aren't meant to last, you know. Yeah, so, so. you're not trying to dwell on the past or anything, just kind of move forward. No, I That's mean, d- dwelling on the past will only keep my head down. Um, and I know I have I have big things coming up that uh i'm excited for so and you know just live in the moment you, know, you only get four years of college and uh really trying to enjoy those four years or i guess three years left i can't believe we're already three year one it's crazy yeah but uh yeah trying to enjoy those last three so uh what about you just like relationship was yeah um yeah it was um it was really tough at first just getting through it because i mean I don't know if I've talked to you about this. I will talk about this on the podcast. Just mm-hmm. overall, I talked about this with my episode with Paul yesterday. Was our relationship ending was mostly my fault, just mm-hmm. in general. Like I probably wasn't the greatest boyfriend, and something that like it's just the thing that I've had to kind of accept and like move forward with. That you know, like I messed up in the relationship, mm-hmm. and uh, it just wasn't perfect, and it wasn't meant to be. So yeah. That's been the biggest thing for me. I guess a follow-up question. I don't. I didn't tell you I was going to ask this, but what's something that you wish you would have handled differently after the breakup? Um, I guess um doing more things to just help distract myself from thinking about it. Um, there was a lot of times, you know, I'm just sitting there not trying to do much, um, and you know, I'm just sitting there left with my thoughts and. Uh, yeah, after almost three years, it's tough to think about, you know, what happened and all the good times. You know, there are a lot of good times. But, um, yeah, just trying to you know, get out there, work, you know, work out, hang with friends, do whatever. Um, that's That was pretty tough. And um, really just a- accept things for what they were. You know, it was a good time. And uh, it was just that, you know, no, no reason to hate or anything or no yeah. reason to... Uh, no reason to dwell on the past or, you know, hate her for any decisions that she made or any ways that she felt. I mean, it was just, it just seemed like it was people growing apart. Yeah. You know, no. and the distance in college is hard, but um, I also understand that, you know, she was at a four-year school. I was at a junior college, and um, I'll be honest, I was surprised that, you know, she bent that way to, uh, you know, Myself being in a junior college, not being able to go see her at all in the spring. Um, you know, the fact that it went that long was kind of crazy, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, distance is hard. And, um, you know, college, you learn new things, want new experiences, meet new people. And, um, yeah, like I said, you only get to experience college once, so you want no regrets. And um, So, yeah, it's just trying to make the best of my situation and just, you know, say you know it was fun and just move our separate ways so um yeah it's 
Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, no, I got you. I mean, I think that's how I am right now. It's like, (laughs) I'm just grateful for the time we spent. Yeah, of course. My spirit's just, like, in a good place right now. Like, I'm not... I'm not here like dwelling on like things that could have been, you know, I'm just, I'm just living life. And, um, I think at the beginning for me, like when it first happened, it mm-hmm. was, it was so easy for for me to be like, Oh, like I'm not going to care about this anymore. And yeah, like, 100%, I'm just, I'm just going to like do what I want. Like yeah. screw all this. But, um, but like, as I've like been like two, three months since that happened and it's just like, you know, you like, you do care. I feel like yeah, of course. I feel like just in general, when things don't really go your way, you kind of like get petty with it. But it's like yeah, now yeah, that you I kind of just like blow it off. Yeah, now yeah. that I've accepted that it it did mean a lot to me and it was a big point in my life. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's um, you know you're with someone you care about, and then when they're gone, it's tough. Um, but that's as I said earlier, that's the way life moves. Yeah, you know, people come in and out of your life. It was you know. It was your time with her, and you know that's it. You, yeah, know, you, no. you live, you learn, make new experiences, and then you know you move on. But, um, yeah, it's it's just it's a part of life. Yeah, you know, that's and that's what you have to think of it as. Yeah, nothing but happiness. Like looking back on moments that you spent with obviously a significant other, but also like everlasting joy, knowing that you're gonna find fulfillment and keep growing. Yeah, yeah. Um. We're wrapping up this soon. We got a couple more questions. I guess we kind of talked about this earlier, but what are you looking forward to the most as you transfer into Caldwell Tech? Is it like the guys? Is it the team, Um, baseball in general? I'm really looking forward to the coaching staff. When I went up there on my visit, um, I met their coaches. Their head coach had uh, started a number of programs. He was at Catawba Valley, which for those of you that are unfamiliar – they're a junior college out in Hickory, so right where I'll be staying. Um, they're they're a pitching factory. I'm, I'm a pitcher, and that was the first place I wanted to go. They're a pitching factory, and uh, their coach, you know, out of the kindness of his heart, he didn't have to do this for me, but um, on my behalf, he said we're full, but I can reach out to another really good program that'll need pitchers, and he reached out for me. Um, so that was awesome, but. Uh, just talking to their coach, he was like, yeah, man, I was at Catawba Valley. I taught all those guys. He was at Lenore Ryan, a very successful D2 program. So he's been all over the joint, and um, he's had success everywhere he's been. He coaches competitive teams. Last year was their really second year as a program because COVID cut their first year short, um, and they were the number one seed at the JUCO World Series. So just playing for a successful team like that, um, it's hard not to get excited about it. Um, especially because I'm one of the only guys walking in there with experience, and I feel like I have a, <coughs> I have an opportunity to walk in there, be their weekend starter, be an ace, and um, really <coughs> play a big part in getting back to uh, the World Series. Hopefully, win a ring, you know, and then get a good offer to go play at a four year. It's they have something special working over there, and. I'm so excited to be a part of it. I, really, I I know that. Um, I just feel like I know that God made that happen for some reason. Yeah. Because the way it happened was so weird. It was like, um, it was like you know, tell Coach Gilford Tech I'm not coming back. Then I go to uh, hit up the Catawba Valley coach, who I was like, man, I, you know, I threw real well against him in the season. He's definitely gonna take me. He's like, we're full text a bunch of other coaches no one hits me back and then one day when I'm down in Florida I just get a call from a number I don't even recognize don't recognize the area code I'm like oh it's a telemarketer hangout yeah then I get yeah. a text he's like hey buddy you know it's uh 
Hey, yeah, bud, miss yeah. my call. Yeah, it's uh, Coach So and So from Caldwell Tech. Like, you want to give me a call? It's like Caldwell Tech. I was like, I've, I've heard of that place yeah. before. <laughs> Answer the phone, and he was like, All right. He was like, I'm gonna be straight up with you. He's like, I don't know what other offers you have on the table, but um, he was like, Man, we want you here. It was like the first words he said after introducing himself, and I was like, Are you sure? Like, do you know who I am? Yeah. Like, I haven't, I haven't sent you anything. He's like, Yeah, man, just uh, send me some video. I'll show it to our coach and. Uh, you know, we can move forward. So I remember um, calling up my mom and dad, and they were all stressed out because they were like, you're not going to have a place to play. You know, they're like, you're going to have to go to Wake Tech or something like that. And Lord knows I don't want to live at home. Yeah. Um, and then that just somehow walked into my life. And then I asked him, I was like, how did how did you get this number? And he was like, oh, the, the pitching coach at Catawba Valley reached out on your behalf saying you wanted to go there, but he knew that, they were full, but uh, he was like, we could really use some pitching. And I was like, dude. And I remember texting the guy from Catawba Valley. I was like, thanks. Like, you know, why did you do that? And he was like, you know, I remember watching you pitch. He's like, man, I want you. He's like, but we already committed to a certain number of guys. And uh, he's like, you know, you're, you're a good ball player. He's like, and we'll see. You know, we play them this year. They play a uh, like a crosstown rivalry. He's like, It'll be, it'll be weird seeing you on the other side, um, knowing I, I wanted you on our team. But uh, he's like, you're, you know, you're, go, you're a good ball player, uh, best of luck, all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, that it's just you don't see that too often yeah. in the world. You today. don't really see people, like, people being genuine like I'd that. I never even had a conversation with this guy. I'd only texted him a couple times. I mean, he'd seen me from afar. Um, and, you know, he just decided to reach out on my behalf and – for whatever reason that happened, I'm so thankful for him. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really just crazy the way that all went. Because I was truly thinking, I was like, dude, like I'm going to have to live at home next year. Like, this is going to suck. Like, <laughs> I'm going to play for a nobody team. I'm not going to get any offers. Like, this sucks. And now I'm, you know, going to play for the number one or uh, one of the best JUCOs in the country. Like, every team we played at Guilford Tech, these guys beat. And I'm like, they're coming out here and they're, like, their coach is like looking for me. I was like, like when you're truly wanted by a place like that, it's it's awesome. And they they have a really strong community there. I mean, like they have a lot of fans coming out to their games, um, and just rally around the school, which at a junior college you don't expect. I we didn't see that at all at Guilford Tech. So um, I was seeing some videos from last year, like um, their regional game before going to the World Series, packed house, like a thousand people or something. Dang fans there. You know, guys on the basketball team, other teams, like school, uh, people that work at the school showing up. I'm like, dude, like that's that's just fun. You know, that, that reminds me of high school baseball. High school uh -huh, baseball is yeah. the best time when you got a tight-knit community. So I was like, man, I that's something I want to be a part of. So I was so thankful for that. Dude, I'm excited for you. Let me know how your season goes. I'll definitely be checking in on you just with how it goes. So you have a, you have a fall and spring season then? Yeah, we play um, – a couple, they're like uh, jamborees, like, you know, little tournaments where yeah. you play other teams. Um, we got one the uh, second weekend in September, and I think we got one more. And then just, you know, some inner squads and stuff like that. But um, I'm excited for the fall season. That's more scouting time. And then uh, spring is, you know, go time. Yeah. Time to play ball, you know, get the season rolling. But, um, yeah, man, I, it ramps up quickly. Um you know, five weeks we have a game. Kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, it's coming up quick. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really excited for it. Um, excited to be out in that area, you know, because you don't really get too many. Uh, you don't get to jump around as often as I have, you know. You, yeah. Going from Greensboro, you just you figure out what you like. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Greensboro. I liked the guys. The city itself was just meh. Um, you know, I knew I might like something a bit smaller. Um, I was always a fan of Boone. A cousin of mine went to Boone. Um, I just I like the small town vibe to it. Uh-huh. Um, so and and Hickory reminds me of it. It's not too far from Boone. Um, so yeah, man, it's uh, I'm excited about it. My laptop just went to sleep, but it should be good. Yeah, we're chilling. I was I was actually getting so pissed at our whole recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I guess last question. I try to ask this question to every guest that I have on. Um, are you happy just in general? And just are you happy with how your life is heading right now and what you've got going for you? Um, you know, I actually have you ever seen that dude on TikTok that just goes up to people and asks that? Yeah, the so are like, happy? are you are you actually? Yeah, happy? I don't know who it is that does it, but I saw that video like two weeks ago, and it was like right before I went to see uh, JQ, and I was like, you know, I was like, I really ain't happy right now. That's for yeah. sure. Um, but now that you asked me that, two weeks later, I mean, you know, I feel like I'm in a great place right now. I'm excited for it. Um. Yeah, I'm happy. Football's coming back. The Yanks are doing good. You know, I'm hanging out with friends and getting to see people before they go back to school. I feel like i got a great opportunity ahead of me. Um, it's just it's a fresh start, you know. My uh, my parents are getting better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say um, – I would definitely say I'm happy. And I – I just like to see the improvement. Like, this is the first time I've thought about it. You just asked me right there, just seeing the improvement um, from two weeks ago to now. I just feel like a different person. I've, I've been able to hang out with guys, you know, no stress, um, and really just really just soak in the final moments before you go back to school, you know? Yeah. Because that's, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you got to sit here and think, how many more summers do we have left? Yeah, because like of just being here, being able to come home and see your guys, you know. Yeah, the thing with I think adulthood is like, in two three years we're not gonna have this anymore. Exactly. We're all gonna I, be I think about that all the time. Like I was trying to get out, you know, go wherever, go to the beach, go to the lake, you know, do whatever I can just to hang out with the guys. And um, I remember my mom asked me one day, she was like, "You just gotta slow down." And I was like, "Mom, like, <laughs> you know, listen, yeah. you don't understand, like." You know, one day I'm I'm gonna be like you. You know, I'm gonna be working. I'm not gonna have, you know, summers off don't exist in your job. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so I'm I'm like I'm just trying to soak it up. I mean, next year I'm uh, I'm hopefully gonna be playing for a summer ball team. Uh, whether that's you know here or I'm have to live somewhere else. But um, even that's up in the air. I mean, I got uh. Hopefully, I have good opportunities ahead of me, but that, yeah, that might lead to not being home as much as I was. So, um, you know, yeah, I can always come see y'all in school, but um, I understand, you know, this is this is when everyone's home, everyone's here, everyone's available. Like, you know, just just appreciate it. Yeah, um, no, 100. and the thing is, like, 
no amount of time we spend, like, we're going to mm-hmm. look at in the future and be like, oh, I, I still wish I had more time. Like, nothing replaces time. E- exactly. I I think about that with every, you know, key point in my life. And I wish high school sports lasted longer. I wish, you know, Little League Baseball, when it truly was just a game, lasted longer. Um, you know, the, the good parts in life. And like you said, you know, you'll always wish for more time. More time will never come, so... Um, I just don't want to look back and say, ooh, I feel like I didn't live that to the fullest. Yeah. You know? I want to look back and be like, I spent, like, the best times of my life with those people. Yeah, and even though we're on our, like, own separate journeys, mm-hmm. we live a- yeah. across the world, across the country. Yeah. Like, I can find fulfillment in that. Mm-hmm. Like, I spent time with my boys. Yeah. I mean, I, I sit there and think about all the time, just... Um, all of us being out there gathered at Will's house, you know, you, Gosh, I miss it. all Scott's friends, Will, Jack. I, I remember playing 21 with Will and Jack. I think about that all the time. I'll be strolling through my memories and Snapchat, you know, seeing just videos of us, you know, well, it was, it was pretty much just Will crossing us. Yeah. Um, I had to learn to play ball as a big guy, not get crossed by them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think about that so much. And I, I think about that time, and I'm like, dude, I developed as an athlete. Like, I I got good at basketball, and the only reason I did is because I was tired of getting my ass whooped by Will and Jack. That's just... But humbling like, humbling moments? Times. Oh, 100%. I, <laughs> I got humbled so many times. But, I mean, that was just... That was fun, you know? Like, it was just, you know, competitiveness. I'm, I feel like I'm one of the most competitive people there are. But I also know Will and Jack are the same way, and... You know, anyone else that we ever played out there during yeah. snack. I mean, those were just, you know, Colby or whoever out there. I mean, those were fun times and just stress-free times that you don't really think about all that often that, um, you know, once you do and you start reminiscing, you're like, man, like, that like that was it. Like, can we just do that one more time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. I um, guess, yeah. I mean, this has been a great conversation. We've been talking for almost an hour, hour over an hour now. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess any closing remarks as we just wrap this up from you? Like, I'd say, like, give me, like, one to two sentences of, like, encouragement for people that might be listening and feel, I guess, kind of alone, not really sure what they're doing with their life, like, what they got, what Mm -hmm. they got in store for them. Yeah, so, um, something that's really stuck with me this past week is, um, y'all know who, uh, Patty, I think it's Patty the Bat. Yeah, I was like I was that. just talking about this on yeah, my intro. I I was watching that the MMA dude, uh, you know, with Barstool. They're over. I think it was in England or something like that fighting. I don't know. Yeah, where I think exactly so. You, were. Yeah, the fight night. But um, what he said after when he was like, you know, one of his friends just killed himself, and he said, um, you know, I'd rather he'd be crying on my shoulder than uh, attend his funeral next week. Um, you know that. That's in the most extreme cases, you know, whether you're really at that point or you're just down, like, you know, find someone to talk to. Um, and also be social, be open to new people, new experiences. Like, um, you know, right now, like anyone I can strike up a conversation with, I do. You know, uh, random people, you know, I'm, uh, you know, at, at the bagel store or something, give me a bagel before work, you know, and, yeah, I see some guy wearing a Yankees hat. Just strike up a conversation. You know, where are you from? It's a small world, man. There's, yeah. There's a lot of people that uh, have similar experiences to you. You just got to start talking to people. And, um, you know, it's just, I just think live in the moment. Like, that's that's all part of it. I think that's all encompassing. Just 
you know, live in the moment, be there for people and just, yeah, have a conversation. There's, there's a lot of hate in the world today. Um, and I think just a simple conversation will do the world a lot of good. We're not, we're not as different as we all seem. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, thanks for that advice just in general. And, um, wait, I want, I want to hear one from you. One from me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of, I kind of say this every episode, but I just say like, if you're struggling, like you really aren't alone. Mm -hmm. Like I want this, I want this project to be an example of like, how I have all my guests, like they all have gone through adversity and tough times, but yeah. just knowing that we're all human, that we're all struggling, that mm-hmm. life truly is worth living, you know, like people, people are just like killing themselves these days and it's like people care for a bit, but um, there's yeah. like not really a change, you know, mm-hmm. and that's tough because like I think that life's worth living and that you should have the best moments, like have fun with friends, yeah, family. Yeah, 100%. I, I say the last month, I can really sympathize with people that have been lonely when life's, you know, got you down. Um, yeah, I, I sure as hell felt that way. Um, and, you know, it, it took a bit, but I turned to the right people. There's always people there to turn to. I know having a conversation with your parents might be weird or uncomfortable. Or um, in my case, you know, they were going through the same experience as I was because it was, you know, um, family issues you know issue uh health issues going on in the family they were they knew what we were like we were all experiencing the same thing so i felt like a conversation with them wouldn't do a whole lot um but i mean after talking with jq just you know i came i remember came back home talking with my mom and i was like that conversation left me feeling just as good as the one i just had with jq and um you know my mom had been around a lot she lost her younger brother when he was only 16 she's she's experienced a lot of hardship that sometimes I forget that she has a lot of good advice to share about how she's gotten over things and she struggled with a lot um so man your your parents are always there they'll always love you um like I said it could be awkward to have a conversation um but just open up you know talk to new people make new friends you never know who's going to become your best friend man yeah for sure so um, I guess since we're both believers, you cool if I pray us out just cause like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then I'll close this up and right. it's been really good. Yeah, man. Um, dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for bringing Luke in today. This was a great conversation and uh, I just thank you for allowing us to have this conversation. You know, I've known him since third grade and, um, thank you for everything you're doing in our lives. And I just pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Um, so yeah, as we wrap this up, this is Coffee with Connie, Luke's episode. Um, I was super excited to get into this because he's honestly one of the people that I've known for so long and kept a good relationship with. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though we won't always be like in each other's lives because we're like doing our own things, like he's someone that I can always talk to. And so I just say thank you guys for joining us. And oh, you got one more thing? Yeah, one more thing to say. Um, Jets seven and ten, Brees Hall offensive rookie of the year, Yanks World Series champs. Y'all can uh, bold y'all can refer to this in about a year. All right, bold statement. Um, yeah, thank you guys for joining it, but joining us today, it was fun. Um, I hope you guys are all staying safe and doing well. Um, thank you guys. Have a good one. Thanks for having me, big guy. Yeah, bro, for sure.